hello everyone. This this is a very special edition of State of Play. Um, we are recording this on Skype for the first time ever, so you're going to hear some grainy audio, and uh, also there's a delay in the Skype, and we've never done that before with podcasting. So also we don't have mics, so this yeah. is as raw as it gets. It's like the garage fan version. This is what comes from having usually such high quality production standards, the kind that we're used to, you know. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Oh, I'm Alistair Belling, by the way. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm Miles Cadet. Great to be here. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we were just talking offline um, about, off air, sorry, about the squad. And I had just remarked how I'm very surprised that Australia have dropped their vice captain Mitchell Marsh. So just for like listeners' sake, the Australia squad has just been announced for the first test starting today when listeners hear this at 10 a.m. Uh, Tim Payne is obviously leading the squad with Josh Haywood as vice-captain. Mitch Marsh will not play. He's been edged out by Peter Hanscom, who returns to the fray. Opening the batting for Australia will be Marcus Harris on debut, who stayed a play picked for their 11. So there we go. That's our first success story of the yeah. year. Maybe, maybe Justin Langer was tuned in after all. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> yeah, the Instagram DM. Um, alongside Aaron Finch, um, Usman Kawaja. Gee, I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. But he, like, I mean, what do you do if you're Usman going out to play tomorrow in Australia? Like, like, he's, I mean, th- I, I wrote actually recently that... Um, He's he's used to going out with, and the vibe has been, if he fails, it's okay because Steve Smith's coming in next, and that's yeah. no longer the case for for him. And when he's done well, fantastic. But uh, you know, <laughs> it's like if he gets out, who else is going to stand up? Yeah, exactly. Well, it could be Peter Hanscom who's back. Um, back in the fray with his power stance, edging out Mitchell Marsh. So the yeah. vice-captain is gone. Um, and um, rounding out the uh, top order, Sean Marsh, Travis Head, Tim Payne, Pat Cummins, Mitchell Stark, Nathan Lyon, and Josh Hayeswood. And obviously our deepest sympathies to the Kawaja family with his brother having just oh, been yeah. arrested yesterday. So pretty tough um, circumstances there surrounding the team. But Mitch Marsh, the vice-captain being dropped. Stats man, when has that happened before? <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one, actually. When has a vice captain been dropped? Oh, I, uh, nothing comes to mind. I mean, I don't think I don't think we actually record vice captain stats. Certainly, yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those cases where he was so good in the Ashes, and you know, in in terms of the Test squad, there's just a, a, a lack of players with any Test experience. Marsh has got thirty something Tests now, I think. And, you know, he had a good Ashes. It looked like maybe his career was back on track. But it's good to see the selectors actually being responsive to um, obviously a really poor performance in uh, in the UAE. And then he hasn't come back and torn um, the Sheffield Shield up in the way that his brother obviously has. Sure. Sean. Every 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 single innings, he looks completely dominated. It looks like he's over. dominating. Now, he's everything about 112, Sean Marsh. This season in the Yeah, he's batting at number four for yeah. Australia t- today when listeners hear this. Mm. Is that going to be a factor that's going to play into it? Like, why not bat Hanscom at number four? Does he bat at four for Victoria? 
Uh, Hans, I mean, the Victorian lineup is the kind of lineup that's a little bit all over the place. In the most recent game, he, Hanscom was actually at four with Maxwell at five. So you're right. I think Hanscom does is kind of used to those top water slots, but um, I think Sean Marsh is a senior player, so he gets right of way in that sense. So it'll be Hanscom at five with Travis Head at six. Then so Head gets pushed down as well because Sean Marsh is the senior guy. Yeah. Well, now here's a tri- bit of trivia for you. Who do you reckon is the most capped player in this Australian Test team? Oh, great question. Is it? It's probably Nathan Lyon. It's oh, actually yeah, that's probably that's probably true by quite comfortably. But it'd be Nathan Lyon by solid like thirty tests, I think, because Mitch Stark has not played very many Test matches for Australia, given no. his up and down injury thing. Like I remember in twenty fifteen, he had only played something like eleven matches, and I was like, what is going on there? Because he was yeah, such a household yeah, yeah, name, yeah. obviously. And um, like, uh, Pat right. Cummins is is in the teens, I believe. Like, yeah. I mean, I would say it's Nathan Lyon, probably followed by Sean Marsh or Kawaja or even Hazelwood. Like, yeah, great. Let's, you, um, I'll figure this out. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll see if I can find a, um, uh, I'll, I'll pull that one up because I'm sure it's Nathan Lyon who's got, I think, 67. Uh, um, it might take me a while to pull up, but I'll, I'll keep it on the radar while we while we keep going. Yeah, you're right, and and this, this is the. The same thing, um, really, with with Kawaja. Like, it's uh, you know the 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 normal process of of the kind of junior players becoming um, you know more experienced heads. That process has just kind of really been sped up, right, by Smith and Warner's absence. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, we're in a position where Sean Marsh is, is not only kind of the experienced kind of player, but the experienced test player as well. So I, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how they're going. And one the one thing I think I would say about the side is actually it's a side that um, I think Australia can actually get behind. If you've got Mitch oh, Marsh, for sure. If, you, if you've got Mitch Marsh in there ahead of Hanscom, you know I, I think Hanscom kind of. Uh, is a bit more, he's a, he's a more char- popular character, um, and he's he's the more, he's more kind of backable, I guess, to an ordinary, average Australian fan. Um, what was that? Oh, it's, <laughs> you know, that's Mitch Marsh giving you a, yeah, that's right, you a drive by. It's uh, it, Sydney's in the West, you know. <laughs> There's always something. Totally. Happening. The, the news for today, and we'll, we'll elaborate on this more, but uh, this is our last round of Sheffield Shield podcasting, um, just with the uh, the break coming up soon. We made uh, it. This is this is a big moment because I feel like we actually got like a good amount of episodes now that we got to the, we got yeah. to the break. So it's huge. Thank you for, for but um, yes, joining us with that. So let's um, why don't we go through the the round that. <laughs> was most recently played and, and, and around that kind of belongs um, in a special kind of place uh, in terms of this first set of Shield games because uh, with the Test squad already announced, it was perhaps a bit... It wasn't about the Test squad, it was just about the State games and, and each of them were very interesting like... games. So a really fantastic round of, of cricket. So um, 
Well, yeah, yeah. Those games. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, around really dominated by the bowlers, I think, this time around, which is great. We'll start, we'll start across the Nullarbor. Um, New South Wales played Western Australia, uh, defeated Western Australia by 104 runs at Perth Stadium. So 60,000-person stadium with about six people there. Uh, Curtis Patterson, the player of the match with a beautiful century and a bit of a return to form for him. Uh, New South Wales first innings of 261. Um, yep, 107 by Curtis Patterson there, really notable. Sean Abbott, 69. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I, of, of 221. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Go. Take. <laughs> oh, yeah. And which a total that looked like you, you thought, oh, that's that's not enough. And um, yeah, Jai Richardson taking eight wickets, which is just amazing for him. Um, just tore through everyone else. Tops other than Patterson and Abbott. We've got Nick Larkin scoring 39, and then no other scores in double digits. So, yeah, New South Wales. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, you know what's interesting here? Mitchell Marsh with five no balls. So, (laughs) and and, and a return of none for 58 of his 15. So, you know, you suspect maybe the bowling demons going to to get to him as well. Whereas Big Dick Stoinis with uh, 13 overs of the best, obviously no wickets there in return, but yeah. number 38. Well, Rich, Rich, it was all around pretty tight. Yeah, the the Chiefs destroyer. There's been quite a few, like, eight-wicket hauls so far. Yeah, like, Lloyd Pope. Got sevens. I don't know about the eights. Lloyd Pope got seven. Uh, um, Bolin. Bolin, yeah. Um, um, did, did Copeland take a big one? Did Copeland take a big got, one too? He's got, he's got six one innings. Yeah, uh, there's, there's been right. a lot of uh, just a lot of bowling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot. Of, <laughs> anyway, let's 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 wrap up this game. West Australia only made um, 198 in reply, so it's a first uh, innings deficit of. Just over 70, New South Wales then posted a, a more solid and kind of all-round total. Uh, about the same score, but um, no individual highlights for 253. So West Australia were chasing then uh, about 310, which was always going to be too much. And despite a stoyness 80, uh, they the only managed, himself. Yeah, 212 and ended up losing by 104 runs. So, And really, this game was Mitchell. I, I would say this game was marked by... Uh, Mitchell Marsh's failure and New South Wales getting a win on the road with their young squad. So the rebuilding phase continues. Yeah, New South Wales have actually been so improved over this season. Started off really, really not not looking like they could get a win, but it's now they're now at the kind of stage where one of their batsmen will stand up big time every match. And it was Hughes and Larkin uh, in Canberra last last week, but now it's uh, Curtis Patterson. Uh, with a big century, so that, that's fantastic. And um, one other thing I point out is Nathan Lyon has rocketed way ahead of every other spinner in the Shield, despite only playing two games. <laughs> which makes it makes you think if he gets injured, <laughs> we're stuffed. Like he's so good. <laughs> well, like, I mean, and this is why, and the, and the, this is why with the India series, like. I think we're in trouble <laughs> when it comes to just our general spin culture. Like, yeah. all we know how to do is bowl a fast ball and smash at five and over. We don't know how to play long. And Nathan Lyon coming in and dominating like that has really shown it. But yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Time, will, time will tell. 
Let's uh, head down to Tasmania now, Blundstone Arena, which I really think is actually the most beautiful cricket ground in Australia, on par with Monica Oval. They're my two uh, bold opinions. All right. Tasmania, Tasmania took out, came back from the dead, really. They um, won by 189 runs over the Redbacks. Another failure from the Redbacks. Um, South Who remains? Tasmania batted for... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, frustratingly so, Amazing. given yeah. how yeah. how good their squad is. So Tasmania, first innings made 185. Now, this first innings was such a missed opportunity for so many people. Oh. It must be pointed out, though, Matthew Wade, once again, top scoring for the, oh. for the Tigers. He could count himself unlucky not to play. And and uh, I, I, oh, so unlucky not to be yeah. not to play. Like, I think he he must be. Oh, we, like, I'm really interested to see how he bounces back from that. <laughs> we watched we watched um, some of this game together, and I, and I went home and watched a fair bit more of it as well. And at least on day one, the ball was absolutely hooping. And and um, Dan Worrell, the uh, uh, with the Merv Hughes run up from kind of way after oh, the team bowler, um, amazing um, bowling. Oh, fantastic! Take, four for forty-two for him, and I think for Tasmania to score one hundred and eighty-five actually says a lot more about their squad and batting performance than even a three hundred on a not regular deck does. Like it, that was actually a really good total, and as we'll see, enough actually to set up a win. Yeah, because because South Australia then in reply one hundred and thirty-six. Uh, Travis Head, the only person who actually. He got fined for half his match fee. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't. What did he do? <laughs> for taking too long to get off the ground after he got <laughs> out. So he, he literally today pleaded guilty to it, fined 50% right. of his match fee. Um, I, I, I'm going to link it to you right now. We can watch it together because I actually haven't watched the dismissal. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm doing but it right I've, now. Uh, I've, I've got it up here. Yeah. I'm just All right, ready? Let, yeah, let's man. hit... All right, I'm Hold watching up. it now. Yeah, 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 go. So, uh, Riley Meredith's running in here. This is for his 49? Ah, uh, yeah, for, 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 40, for 49. Oh, he's oh. not happy with it. It's for the keeper, and uh, he's just staring there. He's, he's, he's shouted I'm a four-letter word of choice, and he's just he, he, he was given out, and he's just <laughs> stood there. He stared at the umpire. And, yeah, uh, with ha- hands on his knees. It's even watching the the replay. You're right. Like it's English conditions. Like, yeah, like yeah. game of the game of the round for sure, as far as I'm concerned. Because, like you said, then Tasmania in reply to get 353, uh, a beautiful century by Jordan Silk. Um, oh, Matthew Wade missed out in that innings, but uh, Tim Payne was able to finally have a good hit and get 47. Yeah, yeah and form. that's that's good for him having not really in his other three innings not hadn't really kind of. Uh, made any kind of statement. Oh, t- uh, maybe more. Yeah, he's played more than the two games because he missed the one day. So and it should be said. It, it should be mm. said about Tim Payne that um, he actually, with the bat for Australia, had been doing really well up until the UAE tour. So I think he averaged forty-eight or something. Um, it was forties. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, in this in the in the South Africa series and something similar in the England one dayers. So I think I think that's actually a relief. Uh, to see him back in, and uh, you know George Bailey may tickled tickled us all pink around the country with his sixty three, uh, oh, and South Australia in reply, 
213. A Callum Ferguson century finally pulling him out of what I would argue is probably the most horrendous form of any top-order batsman in the uh, entire Shield. Maybe yeah, uh, like. Matt, Matt Renshaw might have something to say about that, but yeah, he's been <laughs> really... He hasn't done much this Shield yet. It's unusual for him. Yeah, Matt, Matthew Wade is getting quite the time of the ball as well. It must be said. Every yeah. every uh, innings now, he's getting... He got like six-odd overs in the first innings, and... um. And in fact, if I look at the um, the Tassie bowling list, Tim Payne has bowled eight players. Is that unusual? Seven, seven, seven for that last inning. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Is that unusual? That seems far higher, including including when you've got your openers sending them down. Yeah, <laughs> Something look, seems I'll, a bit off in terms see, of the Tassie I'll, bowling I'll, stuff. I'll, I'll try and find how many test innings have had um, uh, seven bowlers. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, and um, of all the bowls I'd point out is um, young Alex Pycroft, who's a big, tall, quick from Tasmania, who took um, three wickets in the first, I think, against uh, we're in the set in in South Africa's first innings. Uh, yeah, three for thirty-six, and then one one for uh, sixteen in the second, which um, you know, brand new on debut, um, steaming in and making the most of the conditions, which is. Um, Really good to see. And the Tigers really need that to swell their bowling socks. Now, we're going to, we go, before we cross to the final game, I just want to send you something that I thought is quite funny. Uh, this is our, for, our, for our new segment, Doppelganger of the Week. Uh, mm-hmm. Listeners, send in any uh, doppelganger cricket players that you see. Uh, who does, I just sent you a link, who does that remind you of? Oh, that is Alistair Cook, if ever I've seen him. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, is that his facial expression? That's what you mean, right? Yeah, yeah. it's tripping yeah. me out. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, oh, it's so... segment, Double Ganger of the Week. Curtis Patterson <laughs> looks remarkably like <laughs> Alistair Cook. It's the eyebrows. It's the, it's the eyebrows that they're just concerned and... Um, and Anxious. Like... Yeah. Does, like a stressed Londoner on the tube going exactly. to his job that he hates. <laughs> a stressed rich Londoner, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it's an upper class. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, well, uh, I'll let you lead off this next one because I really yeah, yeah, yeah. it up. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it, there have been a couple of innings, just by the way, while we're on the <clears throat> note of number of bowlers. Uh, this, there have been three innings in which 11 players have bowled. The most recent one was India in the West Indies in 2002. In, wow. In the West yeah, Indies. Let's bring it up. West Indies first innings. It's the uh, fourth test at St. John's, May the 10th, 2002. Uh, looks like the worst match I could imagine. India put on nine for 513 <laughs> with a couple of centuries. <laughs> Including Vivian Saxon. I was pulling it up now. Vivian Saxon was out, hit wicket in the first innings. And so West Indies had <laughs> West Indies eight bowlers that inning. And then, yeah. Oh, in the, look at that second that reply. Yeah, so the West Indies got nine declared for 629, and that was the end of the game. <laughs> they didn't even get to a second inning. <laughs> Three centuries there from Clive, uh, Carl Hooper, Chanderpaul. And. Uh, you know what I mean? 
Jacobs. So do you remember when Ch- do you remember when Chanderpaul nearly got killed by Brett Lee? Oh, uh, in, in a test in kind of two thousand four ish. Yeah, it's genuinely insane. I'm going to pull it up. I think it'd be good for people to hear hear the live react. Yeah. While you go through this weird yeah, game. Yeah. So uh, West Indies um, batted for 248 overs. Oh, my goodness. Oh. And everyone got a ball, including A. Rutra, who is the uh, Indian keeper, took the gloves off for uh, none for one for his one over. How did Sachin go? 54 overs from Tendulkar. <laughs> sent, sent them down. That sounds like a horrible game. Sweltering in the bar, in the Barbados sun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's some fun trivia for you. It hasn't happened since 2002. I highly doubt we're going to see it again. But what we are going to, what you are going to hear, is uncensored. Brett Lee nearly kills a batsman in Test cricket. Full stop. Scary. Full stop. I just said it to you. Oh, oh. <laughs> do you want me to watch it? Yeah, why don't you give us the live react? So, um, West Indies are batting, Chanderpaul's at the crease, and uh, it's a bouncer from Brett Lee that hasn't risen up, and uh, Chanderpaul is down. He's not moving. Huh. And Brett Lee's there straight away, but oh my goodness. <laughs> I think so the, uh, the not safe for work tag from Roblinda is <laughs> warranted, <laughs> potentially. Anyway, <laughs> has, has he really put that? <laughs> it's it's uncensored at least. <laughs> that's awesome. Let's, uh, uh, let's, let's, let's go to the game. Yeah. Uh, a low scoring game in which Victoria batting first uh, didn't make too much. Hanscom was the kind of. Uh, oh, we've already talked. No, no, we haven't. We haven't. Hanscom was the most significant score. We talked about Hanscom. He, uh, yeah, he got 81. In a total of 167, nearly half the Victorian total. Queensland in reply better well. Joe Burns just missed out on a century, uh, but got a 100 run plus lead, scoring 271 in innings. And Harris um, at least kind of warranted his test selection with a 62. Hanscom doubling up for another 50, and uh, four wickets to Mark Steckety, who the the Queensland bowling attack has looked. Uh, 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 you know, a mixture really. It, Maybe that's the wrong word because they've looked either just incapable of taking a wicket or like they're going to roll through an entire attack. And I think that's what happens when you've got bowlers like Steckity or Nisa who are, and, and even Feldman to a lesser degree, who are these kind of big, tall, uh, you know, sentiment. Lanky, lanky, lanky man. Yeah, yeah. Um, more on the fire, less on the kind of control side of things. So. Oh, it's, it's, it's Mitchell Johnson's style. It's away to the left, away to the right. Two thousand. You, you never have... Yeah, but you never have any idea, like, which which of them are really going to land on the pitch, in all honesty. Like, it's harsh, but I completely agree. I think if Tasmania have a problem just in terms of troops, Queensland have got a problem just in terms of their skill. <laughs> but, you know, they still, they still manage to get the win. I think they rely very heavily on their batting, though. Well, I think with Queensland, if you're... I mean, it's their first win of the, of the season as well. Mm-hmm. So, I think if you're able to... Uh, if you're able to win the toss against Queensland and put them into bowl first, I don't think uh, you're going to be troubled too much for that game. Now, I am not sold on Hanscom gaining test selection by two half centuries in this game. And I'm trying to find his results in the rest of the Shield round. Because... 
I think it'd be interesting, but I'm currently hey. unable to do so. No, no, no. I've got. I'll, let me pull it up. Um, it'll have it on quick info here. So Hanscom. Um. Uh, this season, he uh, look. Um, he's so most recently eighty-one and fifty-three, which is a pretty good return to be fair against Queensland on a um green pitch and in a losing side. I only managed uh, four and twenty-three against. Uh, Tasmania down in Hobart, but before that was his century, of course, against um, uh, South Australia in Melbourne. And he, in only one innings, Victoria batted. Um, he got forty-eight for New South Wales, uh, and similar story twenty-seven for West Australia. So let me add that up. I'll tell you what his average is for the season so far. Um, he's scored. 361 runs in two, four, six, eight innings. Right. Which So he's averaging 45, which, uh, to be fair, is um, just about higher than anyone else, except well, uh, Marcus Harris. Pull up, really? Well, pull, pull, up, pull up Alex Doolan for me. I want to see what he's averaging. Uh, I think he's yeah, got a few yeah, things yeah. to say about that. That's right. I think, He'd be up in the... I, I, I actually pull it up. He'd be up in the 70s, I think. So... I, what, yeah. Why, yeah, sorry. Well, interesting. His last three innings have only brought nine runs. So a late turn of form. But before that, he was very, very consistent. Uh, he scored nine plus 94 plus 53, 90, 76, 6, 115. Of course, that first innings is shield. 453 runs in... Oh, how about this? This is very interesting. 10 completed innings for him, 453 runs, averaging 45. So almost identical oh, to it's this, Gosh, it's a, there it's you the go. Last, it's the last three innings that have let him down, only making uh, nine runs um, for the match against South Australia in the most recent... Just- but that shows to me that there's still a lot of short-sightedness by selectors when it comes to when the it fact comes that he wasn't even considered. The fact that he wasn't even considered, I think, is you're right. A shame. And look, uh, his hope. I mean, it'd be hard for him because he's hoping that Hanscom or uh, or more realistically, Marcus Harris actually doesn't do well. And if we lose a couple of games, the selectors will be quick to um, look elsewhere. And and Dolan is. If he puts his hand up in this um, last round for the year, then um, there's a good chance that um, uh, he will at least be in the frame. Now, Harris is, is kind of our first, before we just wrap, before we wrap yeah. and make a special announcement and go through the games, ha- Harris is our first Shield baby to mm-hmm. make a step up to international since we've started this podcast. He's, I, right. I would say, our first associate player for lack of a better word. How do you reckon he's going to go? What 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 can he do to get himself into the, into the second test and not be a, a one-test wonder like Cal Ferguson? Yeah. Um, look, I think things would have to go catastrophically bad, not only for him, but also for the team if he's not going to play in the second test um, over in Perth. Uh, it, honestly, I... I the only way he's getting dropped is if he scores less than 10 runs for the match and Australia loses by 200 runs plus or an innings plus. 
I think otherwise they'll give him... If we win and he fails, they'll give him a second chance, at they'll, least. They'll give him a second go, for sure. And, I'm predicting yeah. he's going to get a, a nervous 20 in the first innings and push into the 40s in the second innings. Okay. I think that he will score 70-something in the first and then get out first ball of the second innings. Oh, all right. You heard it all here right. first. Heard it here. <laughs> Well, speaking of how to hit first, let's quickly blow through the final Shield games for the year. Uh, starting off at the MCG, um, is this what what day is this start? On seventh of December, so keep so all them tomorrow. off on Friday. Yeah, tomorrow. Um, yeah. Released, yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, Victoria playing Western Australia. What are your thoughts? <clears throat> That's a good game, actually. Yeah, and um, so. Uh, this is um, I'm, I I might just update everyone for the on the table, which is this complicated mess because of all the bonus points. But Victoria is sitting at the top, Western Australia third, Victoria well ahead, twenty eight point nine points, <laughs> with Western Australia on eighteen. So Victoria obviously with a blip in the last round and their only loss for the season. But um, and I think down at the MCG, I think they'll be too strong for Western Australia, who, especially given they lose Sean Marsh, obviously he'll be busy with the test. I think that's yeah. the big although, for Western Australia. Although Mitch Marsh, well, Mitch Marsh won't play in that game, will he? He'll be running. Well, games, I'm assuming um, they in recent seasons have let the twelfth man off duty to go play Shield, so we might get another Mickey Edwards or someone doing drinks instead. We'll we'll yeah. on that one. Um, I'm predicting I'm predicting a big showing by Marcus Stoinis, but not much else for yeah. the Warriors for that year. I think Victoria should should take that one fairly comfortably, especially they've dominated the MCG this year. Yeah. Now, uh, starting on the same day, and which we will be working out another live cross from, we have the Blues taking on the Redbacks at the SCG. Oh. I think New South Wales is going to win this one by an innings, man. I think yeah. this is absolute dead in the water for South Australia. They've um and and South Australia losing Travis Head, New South Wales losing not much other than uh, Nathan Lyon really. So um, yeah, New yeah, South Wales. New South Wales got the the, the, the team symmetry is going there. And they've somehow they've made it up to the second on the shield ladder, which is really pretty impressive from where they started right down the bottom. <laughs> They were second from the bottom for maybe two or three rounds. But, uh, yeah, South Australia just have shown a kind of incapability to finish off matches. And even when they've been winning, in the inverted commas, the game, the, uh, they haven't managed to finish it off. Otherwise, they've just lost kind of meekly. And, you know, Travis Head's reaction to his wicket said it all for where their redback season is at. Exactly. I think that game, you're going to see Moises Honorikas take a Fifer and hit a century. In a man of the match performance, it's my prediction. <laughs> now, finally, Blundstone Arena, keeping it picturesque. We've got the Tasmanian Tigers uh, hosting the Queensland Bulls. It's really a battle of the cellar dwellers for the bowlers, as far as as far as this round's concerned. Yeah, and uh, um, to be fair, I think that the Tasmanian bowlers have. Um, had a fairly good season that just hasn't been backed up by any batting performances of note other than really Matty Wade and some isolated uh, Jordan Silk, who's, to be fair, Silk actually scored a fair few runs this season. But 
Silk has actually done an incredibly... I think Silk actually is showing some really promising consistency at the moment, which is yeah, very was, exciting. Yeah, as of late. The, the first few rounds, certainly not. But the last two or three rounds, he's actually scored quite a lot of runs. And uh, I, my feeling is that Queensland's batting weaknesses um, will be found out down in Tasmania. They've got the kind of players that can go on and score lots and lots of runs. But they're vulnerable early, especially in in Tasmania against players like Jackson Bird, Riley Meredith as well. Like it's um, it'd be impressive, I think, for to see Queensland if they do score some runs, then they're in a good position. But I have a feeling that the Tasmanian bowlers are going to be too strong. I think I think Jack, Jackson Bird is having a really great season. I think he's going to cash yep. in on this game enormously. Yep. I think he'll yep. be licking his lips. That's all the Sheffield Shield action for 2019. But it is not all that you'll be hearing of us because changes are abreast for state of play. And it is no... <laughs> it is... I like it. <laughs> it is no longer... That, that is the name of this episode. Changes, changes are abreast. Are abreast. <laughs> <laughs> it is no longer... Just a Sheffield Shield podcast, but we are expanding state of play to be, let's insert some dramatic cricket music here, to be a more general podcast. So the BBL is coming up and we will be continuing our state of play podcast by the week. We're, but instead of just, but moving on to cover the BBL instead of the Shield while the BBL is going. I'm explaining this really poorly, Miles. Do you want to take over from here? Yeah. Look, I'm really excited. We'll we'll uh, we'll be welcoming three new hosts. So we've had the kind of the conversation analysis side of things here. We're having more of a chat, really, about about the Big Bash and and putting the Big Bash where it belongs, which is in entertainment rather than analysis or anything. But uh, you know, it, we've we've. Uh, We've been recording in the mornings mostly for a state of play, and that kind of suits the somber, you know, analytical kind of tone. But we'll be recording uh, state of play, big bash, um, over beers, and uh, and it should just be a good time, really. And hopefully, uh, we'll be able to welcome a new listenership. Uh, those that aren't interested in the in the niche of the Sheffield Shield necessarily, but might enjoy a big bash or two. And what what it essentially is doing is it's giving us an excuse to watch more, more cricket. So as Miles said, we'll be welcoming three new hosts on. So Ben T. Elements, Oliver Winch, and Nicholas Leonard, three loyal listeners, are going to come on into the pod cave uh, with us to record. We'll just be putting out weekly episodes. We understand there's not really a round-by-round BBL schedule, so we'll just be covering the news of the week. We'll be recording on Monday nights and release on Tuesdays is the format. Once it's done, it'll be back to just me and Miles doing the the Sheffield Shield podcast for State of Play. And then at the end of this season, no doubt we'll have more ideas in terms of how to continue expanding it across other leagues. I feel... We're saying this now. We are definitely gearing oh. up for a big for for a big World Cup fest. Definitely for definitely. twenty for twenty nineteen. Oh. It'll be it'll be minnow it'll be minnow watch. <laughs> but so that's 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 the news. We're not going away. You're actually going to be hearing just as much of us over the Christmas break as you have been over the past two months. 
But to finish it off, we have our domestic moment of the week that I've just DM'd you on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Um, all right. What have we got? Oh, this is some fantastic cricket news from this week. It's the under-19 um, uh, Australian team. No, the under-19 New South Wales team. And uh, we've got a right-handed batsman named Ollie Davies facing a off-spinner, and he's hit the first one. He slog-swept it over mid-wicket. They're, he's they're, hit the second one. They're all the same shots. <laughs> he's hit the third one. Around the wicket, to be fair. The bowler's trying to change things up. Ball four <laughs> again, speared in. This one's gone a bit squarer, but same result. 24 <laughs> runs from four. And again, he's put it wide, but he's smacked it. <laughs> the off-spinner's gone. Oh, here we go. And the last ball of the over, just regulation. And uh, it's slog swept for six, just like the previous balls. And a uh, bit of um, un- underage uh, <laughs> domestic cricket uh, finds itself on the front page of ESPN <laughs> Crick Info. The rare 36 ball over. Well done to Ollie Davies. And um, join us on the podcast. And what? Well- <laughs> yeah, well done, well, well, well done to us for getting for getting this far in. Oh, uh, thanks. Been a pleasure, Al. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Miles. I'm Al Belling, and I'm Miles Caddy, and we'll catch you on the new pod.